Hello and welcome to the Authority of Love. I'm Greg Williams, and again, we're here Family Foundation Friday with the Executive Director of the Family Foundation, David Walls. Thank you, David, for joining us. Greg, good to be with you. Thanks, brother. I love it. Uh, you know, the last two or three weeks, David, we have been discussing some pretty uh, hot topics and controversial issues, uh, and, and I hope that our listeners are, are hearing not only what needs to be heard, but our hearts in this. And if you missed any of those, you can go back and listen. We have them at theloveandmordship.com. You can click on our Vimeo page and get the video or on the Podbean page and get the podcast, as well as KentuckyFamily.org and find these. And we'll have more on those in a little while. But there are several things going on that, that we know we're dealing with here in Kentucky. Um, and, but there are also issues nationwide, and we want to touch on those. Uh, including what's going on uh, still in Jefferson County Public Schools. So we're going to start with that, David. Tell us what has happened. There's been a fiasco there beyond uh, SB 150 and the transgender issue, right? Yeah, yeah, Greg. You know, we we talked last week about um, the continued concern at uh, Jefferson County and here in in Lexington and Fayette County Schools about their refusal to follow some of the important protections uh, requirements as it relates to, to curriculum and, and bathroom privacy and safety and so forth uh, last week. Um, but uh, subsequent to uh, the conversation that you and I had, school started back. Yeah. And, um, and, um, and folks have probably seen this. It's, it's actually gotten national news. There was a uh, kind of a systematic failure of the busing system yeah. that apparently yeah. had been reworked under the, the um, um, under the new superintendent of the schools, right. and there was, uh, you know, it's been reported that uh, it was almost a complete breakdown. Some kids were not getting home till very late in the evening. Obviously, tremendous concern from from parents not knowing where their kids are, and the school system, JCPS, has uh, shut down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as we sit here right now, recording uh, before Friday, Greg, they still have not. Kids have not gone back to school. Projected to start this Friday for yeah. elementary and middle school, I think. Right? Yeah, that's and that's the, the last that I've heard. Right. Right. And so, um, just continues to be extremely concerning yes the yeah. uh, the leadership issues that are going on at all levels right. in the Jefferson County public school system and as we um, you know shared um, in our email updates encourage folks to get our uh, get our regular updates at KentuckyFamily.org yeah. you know you have a school board who was meeting right up to the start of the school year to try to figure out ways to subvert or not follow the law while in the meantime, it sounds like to me that things needed to be done to make sure when it came to the transgender issues. Yes, yes, along with that, yeah. right? But but and they still didn't get figured out. And I, we don't want to throw them under the bus. Right. No, no, no pun intended right. there. Look, this Literally. is this right. is about kids. Right. I mean, the, That's the kids the point. need to be in school. These are these are real, um, you know, uh, concerning things. And as yeah. um, uh, you know, one of the other things that got reported is there was, uh, I believe, every. Um, 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 House and Senate member that touches uh, Jefferson County, yeah, yeah. Uh, or at least the, the Republicans, if not all of all of the members that touch it, have signed on to a letter actually calling for the governor to call a special session so that they can address some of these continued concerns about yeah. the school yeah. systems there. Uh, you know, to and one of the things they called for that I think, uh, Greg, you and I have probably talked a little bit that we anticipate will be a big issue in the upcoming legislative session next year is the issue of educational freedom and school choice. Yes. And ultimately, yes. uh, you know, we're continuing to, to see the need, uh, both here in Kentucky and across the nation, to, to switch up the model and, and say we're going to empower parents 
um, to be able to choose the, the school that's best for their kids yeah. and to look at ways in terms of how we fund schools to, to make it uh, make sense. Yeah. And I would add to that, David, here's the thing. Um, by, by the outcomes, yeah. by the consequences of what we see happening, you alluded to it, they spent time and dollars right up to the start of school implementing the law but doing it in a way that literally was apart from the law. Yeah. And in so doing, they didn't prioritize, at least it doesn't look like they prioritized the safety of these kids with some of them not getting home until 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Uh, now, we don't know all the reasons for right. that, but the point is school choice and finding the school that best fits you gives puts it back in the hands of parents, which is right. what we've been talking a lot about, and is best for the children. And so if, if public schools are doing a good job, they have, there's no threat. Right. There's no threat at all. But if they're not and they're misguided priorities, then there should be options. Right. And that's, that's all we're saying here with that. Yeah. Um, there's another thing going on with the law that you, that you shared with me. I was not aware of this, but in Vermont and Illinois, some laws to briefly touch on that. They're trying to silence maybe or shut down pregnancy care centers. What's going on with that? You know, we, uh, Greg, as the, the pro-life um, battles across the nation continue mm -hmm. to enter into to different phases, we're seeing some of the, um, what can only be described as uh, vehemently pro-abortion states right. take further action. And one of those, unfortunately, has been in some states looking to try to silence or discourage women from getting the help that they, the true help that they, they can actually get in a, in a pro-life pregnancy care center. You know, Greg, you and I have talked, we're, we're blessed to have um, uh, 50 or so centers here in Kentucky. Uh, we need more of them. We need more across the nation. Uh, but um, thankfully, there are a lot of, and this is pretty well established, there's been some cases that have even gone up to the Supreme Court. Um, you know, anytime the government steps in and tries to coerce speech or to limit the speech uh, of, a, uh, of an organization, there's a lot of deep concerns. Yeah. Uh, but what's even um, truly troubling about this, though, is we're talking about organizations that are designed, most of the time, completely free of charge to provide women with help and resources, counseling, sonograms, yes. uh, I mean, just a host of services. And um, the men, and of course yeah, the children, the right. babies, yes. So, so we should be, um, you know, looking at ways to encourage new centers to open and to help promote um, so uh, promote these centers yeah. instead of what yeah. we're unfortunately seeing in some other states is, is systematically targeting right. them. And why are they targeting them? because they're being effective. Yes. If they weren't being effective, there wouldn't be they wouldn't push. be a threat no. to the to the pro-abortion movement. Well, and I say this too, David, why do we talk about that? We've, we've several times talked about national issues because yeah. even though we are a fairly conservative state and hopefully are getting more conservative, um, th that doesn't keep them from trying to do the same thing here. Yeah. Uh, and we want to be careful and guarded against that. The other thing I say about that is I used to say this when I did the abstinence until marriage program, the, the sexual risk avoidance program, was when I would talk to pregnancy care centers, I would say to them, our job is to put you out of business. Not in a bad way, right. but in a good right. way, because the issue is not the baby and the abortion. Those are symptoms of a deeper issue right. of sexual immorality and sexual sin. And speaking of that, we've got another issue this nationwide and right here in Kentucky, uh, and that's uh, sports gambling. Fill our listeners in on some of the things that have happened just in the past few days or weeks with regard to that, David. Yeah, you know, I, there has 
there has now been 30, over 30 states, Greg, that just since 2018 have legalized sports betting, right. unfortunately, including Kentucky this, this past legislative yes. session. And Snuck it in at the uh, end, right? And in the process <laughs> of, of implementing that. Um, and so what have we seen since that's happened? I was just, and there continues to be a, a, a lot of reporting going on in this and not necessarily from sources that are, that are anti-gambling by any stretch right, of imagination, right. but the the social cost in the amount of dollars that are being wasted and drained from uh, from Americans' bank accounts and ultimately from yes. families yeah. is just continuing to be overwhelming. I saw a, a recent report in the in the Financial Times that at a minimum there has been two hundred and forty five billion dollars yeah, that has been pulled into this, and we're seeing it now play out in the sports leagues in college sports. Greg, we um, professional we shared, sports. Yeah, yeah we just yep. recently shared in our folks may have heard about this, but uh, the two main um, two major universities in Iowa both have current and former student athletes that have been um, numbers of them caught up numbers, in right. um, in a gambling investigation. I believe have have now have had criminal charges filed. We've seen, you know, um, the uh, an Alabama baseball coach has lost his job over gambling. We're seeing an explosion of these yeah. issues breaking out, particularly in colleges and among college athletes. And that's one of the things, Greg, that we, uh, you know, pointed out uh, in in this past legislative session is think of the financial incentives for student athletes and the temptation to. Um, to bet on their own yep. their yep. own games and so yep. forth. When you're talking about billions of dollars, yep. you know, being at stake a, in this it's industry, it's a tremendous lure. It it, it is, yes. and so, but deeper than that, uh, you know, it's uh, as Greg, you know, anytime you see this kind of pro- proliferation of gambling, and in the case of sports betting, you're talking about an addiction on top of addiction. Yes. You're talking about gambling being addiction. Taking place on mobile devices, which are already already, uh, addiction. Are, are already yes. addiction. So it's just interesting to see how um, we're seeing more and more reports of folks being made aware of and reminding folks of the harms and consequences yeah. of going down a path of, yeah. of the government partnering with an industry that's designed to essentially fleece its own citizens. People. That's exactly right. I'll just say this as we. We could talk more yeah. on this, and we probably yeah. will. But if you don't know these, look up from Pete Rose to Calvin Ridley, okay? Iowa and Iowa State. Allegedly, Phil Mickelson was wanting to bet nearly half a million dollars yeah. on his own Ryder Cup competition yeah. is the sport. And the bookie, this is alleged, yeah. bookie talked him out of it. How's that? The bookie has more character than the professional yeah. athlete. If it's true, yeah. I don't know for sure, but there is there is a... a, there are, a there's evidence of this. Well, the temptation right. is just all around. You know, Greg, yes. one of the other um, kind of breaking news stories on this front is Di- Disney yep. via ESPN, which is owned by Disney. They are now getting, they've already been obviously involved in the advertising side of yep. it. If you've watched sports or visited ESPN.com. And the, and the LGBTQ uh, side, right. which is damaging to right. kids. But now they're, but now, they're partnering right. directly with the, with, the, uh, with the gambling company to open a, a sports book. Apparently it's a multi-billion dollar uh, arrangement. We're going to see, uh, continue to see, um, the intermingling of sports and gambling, and I and I fear for the, um, are concerned I should say about the impacts this is going to have on the, the next generation who's going to grow up uh, being told that gambling and sports go hand in hand, and it's all another. okay. Yeah, and it's, it's all okay. okay. 
here's what I've said before, yeah. and I'll close with this before we plug the forum again. But uh, the 2018, you referenced that because there was a, a Supreme Court decision yeah. that kind of opened the floodgates. Right. And my yeah. comment was, when you open the floodgates, there's going to be a flood. Right. And now we're seeing that, the yeah. $245 billion, and that's underreported. Yeah. That's underreported. But here's the thing. Who's getting rich and who's suffering, people? Ask yourself that question. The evidence is out there now. We, we've been told we can gamble our way out of debt. We can gamble our way to a better education. We can gamble our way out of gambling addiction. There's not enough money, as with any vice, to pay for the personal and social ills and the breakdowns that ensue. We've got to remember that. And our votes count. Check and see which people are standing up and supporting this and which are against it. Right. If you're for it, vote for the ones who are for it. But if you're not, don't listen to them. Go look at their record and see what they're saying. So with that said, David, plug the forum again for October 7th because we're, we're getting some momentum yeah, on that, Yeah, right? a lot of momentum and folks uh, buying tickets and, and, and tables. And uh, we're still doing early bird discounting on, on the individual tickets. But if folks go to KentuckyFamily.org on Saturday, October 7th uh, here in Lexington, we're going to have our first uh, and Lord willing, uh, annual many, Kentucky yeah. Family <laughs> Forum. It's going to be a, a, a day-long uh, Christian worldview and public policy event, a gathering of, of Christians and social conservatives with speakers, some national speakers, some state speakers, just to, to talk more in depth about how we can think through and engage to be salt and light on these important issues of our day. Hope, hope folks awesome. will join us. Filling up. It's filling up it right? is. already. It is. So, and we're a couple months out. So thank you for that and keep spreading the word and join us. Uh, thank you for joining us. As always, thanks for your prayers and thanks to the Lord. Stay tuned right after this for Bill Reeser and Encounter. And then at 1245, my good friend Greg Horn and Hope is here. Thank you for joining us. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.